Viva La Action, the movie podcast where we're talking all things action movies. The good, the bad, and the underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is my co-host, Grayson. What up? Bonjour. What's, um, what's shaking, Bacon? <laughs> I thought you were going to fucking close <laughs> it again. <laughs> I was, like, focusing so hard on hitting the minimize. Yeah. <laughs> For listeners who don't know, I just tried to record three separate times, but I kept closing the program. Yeah, um, it was pretty funny. We This is our first time in the same room together. In like, what, like a month? A month and a half, something yeah. like that. Um, so we're a little westy. A little westy, a little wubicated. Um, I don't know what that With means. With little rusties, you can look <laughs> like me. Ka-chow. Anyway, I went, so... One of the reasons we didn't record for a while is because I went on a little trip. Um, I went to L.A. and we went to California Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and in California Adventure, they have like the cars. Oh, land. yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't know that I was such a big fan of cars <laughs> until I rocked up. And like the whole time I was like, wow. <laughs> That's so cool. But it's a banger of a movie. It's a great movie. Cars 1 is one of the best mo- like kids movies like ever. ever. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, like the soundtrack mm-hmm. is is off the charts. It's just bangers. Like Owen Wilson does it's like such a good mm-hmm. job and just like the story itself yeah. is phenomenal. And the third one is just Rocky. Like yeah. it's just like That's you know, it. Yeah. it's all about him like <laughs> redeeming himself or whatever, and then at yep. the end he like he decides he's not the best racer nice. anymore. Yeah. And he like hands the gauntlet off and he yep. becomes the coach or whatever. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's so good. Yeah. There's our cars talk. Yeah. It's car cars spinoff podcast. If you haven't seen cars, which I don't know why you wouldn't have, go see it. Go see cars. Go just rent it or some shit. Buy it. So good. Kachow cast. Yeah. No, there's not. I don't think there's a better... Wait. Lightning McQu- McQuast. I'm trying to think of a pun from like, oh. Cars Cars Cast. Cars Podcast. Oh. Kachow Cast, I think, is Kachow as good cast. as it's going to get. Yeah. yeah. Ma- ma- tomato Cast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. That's how good. You, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm still reeling from closing that program three times. But, uh, yeah. Um. We were talking about the techno train, yeah. Which is, I'll I'll probably put a clip of it in the episode, or maybe not, because I got I got I uploaded our last video uh-huh. to YouTube, and what I like I don't know if you've ever actually like seen the YouTube videos. I've, I've seen a couple, yeah. Okay, I like to put the trailer at the start of the oh, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the for whatever movie we watched, mm-hmm. and this last time I put in the Fast and Furious one, and I got copyright struck. What the fuck? I know, so I had to cut it out. So well, that's stupid. I'm not. YouTube is so pissy about like music for some reason. Yeah, like, you can put like a whole ass movie on YouTube, and they won't bat an eye. <laughs> yeah, but the second you have like. 10 seconds of a Taylor Swift song, it's like, yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're done. The FBI's on their way. <laughs> we got snipers trained on you as we speak. Yep. And, I, and I'm kind of mad because, like, I feel like that video would have done okay, but right now it's sitting at, like, 20 views or something, Ugh. and I think YouTube just killed it, like, immediately, yeah. which upsets me. Yeah. That's okay. Um, we're not talking about Fast and Furious this no. week. Um, we're talking about... Lost Bullet. Yep. Uh, or in French, Bayer Perdu. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to do a lot of bad French accents this I episode. I cannot wait. Um, 
which is it's a 2020 French action thriller film. Um, it is directed by Guillaume Parrette, uh, with a script written by Guillaume Parrette, uh, Albin Lenoir, and Kamel Cranois. Um, <laughs> are, are you actually French? No. Because this is um, perfect. Here, I can pronounce, well, I can pronounce it like a, uh, an American. Um, it's a script written by Guillaume Perret, <laughs> Albin Lenoir, and Kamel Guemraw. Um, per- incredible. Incredible. Yeah. The film stars Albin Lenoir um, as Lino, Nicholas Duvachel as Aureski, uh Ramsey Bedja as Shahas, uh, Steffi Selma, or Kelma. I think it's Selma. In French, is it is a C like at the start? Is that like a soft C? I think it's a Selma. Uh, yeah. As, I can't remember any of my French lessons from I high school. Know. I took Spanish. So I yeah, there you go. Uh, she's Julia, and uh, Rod Peridot is Quentin. Peridot. Peridot. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so that's the, the cast and crew. Um, the film currently sits at a 78% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, and this surprised me. It only has a 58% audience score. What the fuck? Yeah, which is like, normally it's like the opposite. Yeah. Like the audience likes it more than the, the critics, critics, but yeah. for some reason this one's the other way. Huh. Um, and we'll talk about it. I, hmm. I, I read some reviews that kind of confused me, but it's fine. Yeah, all right. Um, and finally... The plot synopsis from IMDb, a small-time delinquent turned police mechanic for a go-fast tax task force, not tax force, tax, yeah. to work for the IRS. <laughs> that would be a funny movie. Uh, is forced to defend his innocence when his mentor is killed by dirty cops. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, what'd you think of it? It was good. Um... <laughs> I texted you last night because I started the movie and I was like, it like it was like the opening credits or whatever. Yeah. And I was like reading all of the names and I was like, these are very French names. And then it got to like the last name or something and it said yeah. et and then a name and I was like, is this French? And so I texted you. I was like, hey, am I? Supp- it's the movie I'm supposed to be watching French because what I'm currently viewing is French. Yes. That um. made me laugh so hard because I was like, I just imagined you sitting in bed and being like, French. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was I wasn't in bed. I was on my couch and I was like yeah. sitting there and I was like, I got very confused because yeah. I was like, is this supposed to be? Because I I didn't know it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I told you it was French. No, so that's not your fault. <laughs> but I could also just imagine you like. Yeah. I don't know if you'd taken like an edible or something. And oh yeah. Like, what, what are they saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. But once I figured out that it was French, I was like, okay, switch yeah. your brain. Different language, subtitles, yes. got to read them. Uh, yeah. And we figured it out. Did, do you, I've never asked you this question, but, and I can't remember from when we lived together, but are you a subtitles on for everything person or are you just a subtitles on for foreign films person? as of late I've been a subtitles on for everything Mm -hmm. because I like to do other stuff yes and so a lot of times I'm not like actively listening Mm -hmm. and so I just have to like uh, I can just like glance up or read the screen and be like okay I know what the hell's going on right 
Um, now, if it's a if it's a new movie mm-hmm. like with this one, uh, I I had to actively listen because yeah. I hadn't seen it before. Right. Um, but even even if it still wasn't like a foreign film, mm-hmm. I still would have had the subtitles on mm-hmm. um, because sometimes. Like, I don't quite understand what they said. Yeah. And so I just, I like having the subtitles there so that mm-hmm. I can read it and be like, ah, okay. And I yeah. get just more context. Yeah, I'm a I'm a subtitles on for everything person. And what, well, here's my next question. Did you watch it dubbed or did you watch the French? I watched the French. Okay, good. Because yeah. the dubbing is horrible. Yeah. Um, I Whenever I watch a foreign film, I never watched no, it dubbed. No. I always watch it in the... I guess, original language that it was filmed in, and then I just put subtitles on, because I'm like, it was meant to be viewed in this language, so. Yeah, and I've gotten, like, because, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm being a wanker, but (laughs) (laughs) I watch a lot of films that are, like, not from the U.S., so, like, I watch a lot of, like, Chinese films, and I watch a lot of, like, they're mostly action films, so it's not really that wanky, but... right. so I got really used to watching with subtitles. Like, mm, that's mm-hmm. just kind of how I started to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. Because now, like, I feel weird watching them without it. Like, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. And so i just gotten really used to it. Which some people are like, oh, don't be like, whatever. Like, it ruins the framing or what. Just shut the fuck <laughs> whatever. up. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. um, watch movies however you want. Yeah. Watch them on your phone. I don't care. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, the... the uh, Oh, what was Ooh. I going to say? Oh, um, so when we talked about last week, um, Fast and Furious. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was about to say after we hung up the phone, after we stopped recording. Yeah. Um, we. I was like, I want to watch this movie because it's sort of like inspired by Fast and the Furious. Uh-huh. Like in the sense that it's like, I read in like an article that it was like, it's like the fr- the france's answer to the fast and furious yeah and i don't think that's strictly true no because like we'll talk about it but like this one there's really two car chases like yes there's one right at the start and then there's one at the end yeah so i would say for the most part this isn't even really like a car racing film like the second one is all car chases like it's there's like one hand-to-hand fight and the rest of it is just just like car racing nice and it's phenomenal but this one, I wouldn't say so much as that. I think it does take some inspiration from Fast and the Furious, but I don't think it's like because first of all, it's got like a tenth of the budget. Like, it's, yeah, it's clearly like it's like two locations. It's not like yeah, you know, yeah. But um, I think what what car stuff there is in this movie is just fucking like it's insane. It's yeah, so it's, good. It's a little off the hook, yeah. Yeah. Because um, like at the end, that end car chase. Mm-hmm. With the fucking prongs. Yes. That was ridiculous. Yeah. It's so good. So, if you haven't seen it, I would say go watch it. Yes. Before you listen to the rest of this. Because I yeah. think there's, like, some twists and turns <clears throat> that are worth... Because, like, the first time I watched this movie, like... Because I watched it kind of on, like, a whim. Yeah. Like, I remember... We'll talk about it. But, like, I, I had this, like, night. Where it was like my wife was away doing something. I she was at a concert or something, and I was like, okay, I've got enough time to watch like two movies, right? Like I was like, I can watch, and I had started to watch something else. I can't remember what it was, and I was like, this just isn't like gripping me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like I don't know how you are, like if I start something and like I'm not loving it, and like I turn it off, sometimes I like lose the like like 
interest to like watch anything. Yeah. And so like I was like, I'll just turn this on. Like I've heard it's good. Mm -hmm. So I started watching it and I was kind of like, okay, like this is good. Like it's kind of like generic, like European action (laughs) thing. Yeah. And then there's like a point where there's like a fight scene in a police precinct that is so good it's yeah that like i completely forgot like (laughs) yeah like my attitude beforehand and i was just like in yeah um no that that fight scene was i think i kind of had the same thing because i I was watching i was like okay this is good i can kind of see where this is going Mm -hmm. um i was because we were talking before this and I there, I was just a little confused about what was going on, and I don't know if it was because mm-hmm. it was in French or I was tired or what, but like I couldn't. I was I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But then that fight scene happened, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh I'm in because like I think the part that really got me yeah. was when that lady like grabbed him and he just fucking <laughs> threw her. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it's very like one of the th- so like. Okay, we'll take it back to the start. Yeah. Because, like I said, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and then come back. Yeah. Because we're going to, like, spoil the entire plot. So, basically, the plot is there's a a man named Lino. um, And right at the start, we see him get caught um, because he's helping, like, his... They say it's his brother, but I think it's supposed to be, like, they're just really close friends. Um, He's, like, helping him rob a jewelry store because... His brother is, like, in trouble with, like, this gang. Um, And so his plan, basically, is he, like, soups up this car and crashes it through the front, like, entrance. Um, That's one of the dogs trying to get in. You want to open that door? Yeah. It's dog time, everybody. It is dog time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can we help you? No, and me a lift. Do you want... Come on. Do you want in, Roof? Oh, hi, Roof. Come here. Here, I'll help you up, but you gotta, like... <laughs> okay, hold on. We gotta do... Because I don't want to grab you by your pits. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to hurt your little back. Come here. Come here. Okay. There we go. There it is. There, it there is. you go. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the cast. You have anything to say? No. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> he just looks very confused. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like Lino gets caught. Um, his little friend gets away. But, yeah. Uh, his little friend. His little friend. His little homie. Um, Quentin. Quentin. Yeah. Quentin. Um, and then there's like the classic trope of like the cop is like, we need somebody on the force who like knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. And like Lino is this like you know, master mechanic, right? Yeah. And he's a part of what's called a go fast task force. I wanted to talk about that name because yeah. that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I like, was that like a translation thing or is that like the th- actual name? I think it's a translation thing. I'm not sure. Okay. From what I understand what that is, right? Like, because, because crime is very different in Europe than it is. Yes. Here, right. Like here, like, the way drugs get across the border is mostly, like, smuggling. Yeah. Like, it's mostly, like, people will, like, you know, get it through, like, a plane or, you know, through a mule across the border or something like that. 
Whereas I believe in Europe, a lot of the time, the way drugs are smuggled across the border is they literally just drive so fast that they get across the border before the cop can catch up. Ha. And I believe, and I somebody's going to call me out on this. I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. just assuming. The whole point of like the go fast task force is that they're like souped up cars that can actually catch the like drug Oh, dealers. to catch them, yeah. And so they want Lino to like help them build these like super fast cars. Right. And so he's like part of the task force and then like he's kind of like the black sheep of like the thing because he's still technically in jail. Yeah. Like he's on like a work release program or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets like offered his freedom because the the guy who helped him out, Shahaz, um, is like, I trust you, like we're cool, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they go to this like junkyard because they figure out that Quentin, mm-hmm. who got away earlier, is like helping these like drug dealers like build these super fast cars. And then it like turns out that it's a setup, and Shahaz yep. uh, gets killed by Oreski, Oreski. <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> That I just did his little spin move, yeah. and he like shoots Shahaz. Yeah. And the whole the whole plot of the film basically is that Oreski tries to frame Lino. Lino for killing Shahaz so that nobody else will find out that like him and Marco, who's the other dirty cop, are like involved in like drug dealing. Yeah. And the lost bullet in the film is the bullet from Oreski's gun, which is. Buried in Sharas's car. car. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the point that like really sold me is the point where Lino is captured and he's like in the police headquarters, mm-hmm. and there is just this like there's a little bit where he's like he's like handcuffed to a uh, desk and he like can't get away. And they're all, like, watching him on the monitor, like, ha-ha, look at this idiot. Like, they yeah. all try to get away or whatever. But then they reveal that, like, he actually figures out how to, like, get out. Like, mm-hmm. he uses the bars nice. of a thing to, like, loosen himself up. Yeah. And then it's just this, like, scramble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because he's just, like... What I like about this movie the most, like, I think one of my favorite parts about it is that Lino is, like, he's smart... And he's, like, skilled, but he's not, like, Bruce Lee. Like, he's not no. a, a good fighter. No. He's just an animal. Like- yeah, he, he just goes crazy. And, yeah, and, it, it, they, like, so many people tried to stop him. Yes. And he, like, quite literally, at, like, towards the end of the fight, was mm-hmm. trying to drag himself out. Yes, it's so funny. And, and, oh, and I And I like, too, that, and I was kind of noticing in this movie... That they were showing the hits, yes, pretty well, mm-hmm. and I was like, excellent, yeah, right, because it just made it that much more like visceral and, yeah. and and intense, which I enjoyed immensely. Oh yeah, and I and the so the the lead in this is Albin Lenoir, um, and he is you could probably tell he's a stunt he's a former stuntman, yeah, and I think the reason you can tell that is because when he's fighting like hand to hand, yeah. It's like, like you said, like the hits are really solid and like, there's just great stunt work. Like there's just yeah. a lot of like, like, like you said, there's that moment where he just picks up that woman and just <laughs> throws her <laughs> and the way she like hits that table yeah. is so like, it's such a good stunt. Cause she just yeah. like, just fucking hits it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I just and what I like about that that fight too is that like was it's it's like that needs to be set in like Europe. Yes. Where like they won't just shoot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if this been an American film, there would have yeah. been guns going off like crazy. Oh yeah, they all just would have shot him at once. Yeah. Um. So I love I love to like. Like I said, like I, what I like about Alban Lenoir, and I I watched one of his other movies this last week. It's called AKA, mm-hmm. and he plays in that one. He plays like a secret agent who like gets like involved in this like organized crime thing. Yeah, and that one's not as good as this one. But what I like about it in both movies is that like his fighting style is like it's not clean. No, like it's not like John Wick where he's like, you know doing jujitsu and then he shoots someone in the head it's like he like picks up like a brick, brick. and it's just uh, yeah. like hits somebody with it yeah he fights dirty <laughs> yeah but the action is like it's visceral but it's also clear yes like they they do a good job with the camera where like you can see everything yes. right like it's not that like shaky cam like yeah. whatever um it follows the action very it, well it does and yeah that fight is just so funny because it just yeah. like it just escalates. Yeah. Like, it starts with just him fighting one man, and then by the end, he's, like, got a hundred cops, cops on him. And yeah, he's like... and he's still managing to, like, kick their ass. Yeah. And the way it ends with him pulling, like, the pepper spray and Oh, my it. God, that was so good. But I like that, too, because it's not, like, an unrealistic right. thing well, to happen. And I, my mind, because it, it went... And it, like, zoomed in on that cop's, like, sidearm area. Yeah. And I thought he was just going to grab the gun and start pistol whipping people or, like, right. shooting. But then he grabs the spray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's much more useful because yeah. you can... it's It sprays and you can get everybody at once. Right, yeah. Um, and it kind of disengages it just, them. Like, yeah. yeah, and so then you can you can get away. And what I like, too, it, this, it... Like a fun detail from that fight that I enjoy. Later in the movie, when like Lino is trying to make like his escape back to the police precinct, oh because yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's found like the evidence and he like needs to get the car back. Yeah, you see all the cops that he beat up before, and they all have like, <laughs> like bandages. <coughs> yeah, they're, they're all like, fucked up. They're all fucked up, and you can tell that they're just like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to deal with this yeah. guy again. Can I do something else? <laughs> like, I want to be on a beat or something. Like, fuck this. Like, that one lady, she's got, like, like black like, eyes. And yep. she's just like, oh, God, <laughs> this guy again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. The action in this and, like, the fight scene in the in the barn. Oh, yeah. Uh, between Marcos and Lino, mm-hmm. where they were just using the, the shotguns <laughs> to just bludgeon each other. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I like when when you use like non traditional melee weapons as melee weapons. Yes, because uh, I think it's just funny. I love that fight too because there's a so there's a great what I like sometimes about like fight scenes. Um. In situations like that where, like, one person has a gun or, you know, the fight is kind of uneven, I like when you see, like, the thought process yeah. from one of the characters about, like, how do I even this fight? And there's a great scene where, like, Lino is hiding behind, like, the fridge. Yes. And he's kind of, like, baiting out, like, Marco's, like, shotgun. Yeah. And then you see him, like, he baits out one of the shots, waits... Until he starts to like cock it again, and then he jumps Just, out, and it's the it's a it's like a stupid detail, but it's like it's 
it's the kind of thing that like elevates that scene a little bit because you're like, oh, like the character is smart and like yeah. making a decision, right? Well, and it's also that like that's just logical, yeah, right? Like that's something that I think a lot of people in that situation who have like any amount of training, yeah, would do. They'd be like, okay, I gotta wait till he's fired and is reloading, yeah, uh, to engage because right. he's gonna be in the middle of like doing something and he's gonna be preoccupied, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so no, I also really like that little detail, yeah. And what I like, too, is that, like, the movie does a good job of, it continually, like, puts the main character in a situation where, like, he is at a disadvantage, and he has to find a way... Out. Out. Right. Like, I think the problem a lot of times with action movies, when you have, like, a one-man army kind of character, it's a struggle to make it interesting, because it's, like... Like, John Wick can be a good example. Like, I love John Wick, but, like, there are times where you go, like, oh, this isn't even a fight, right? Like, he's yeah. so out, like, yeah. he outmatches everybody so hard that it's just, like, who cares, you know? I, Right, yeah. Or or you don't put them in enough peril that you feel a sense of danger. Yeah, there's not high enough stakes. Right, whereas with this movie, what it does a good job of is, like, oh, he's he's got a gun, but it has no bullets, right? Yeah. So what's he going to do? Or, yeah. oh, he's got a car with spikes on it, but he's being chased by 50 other cars. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden somebody throws, uh, you know, Areski throws a fucking right. incendiary grenade in there, and now the car's on yes. fire. Yeah, oh my god. <clears throat> so the... <laughs> <laughs> this movie, like, it's not, like, a funny movie. Like, the, there's not really, like, jokes in it. No. But there's many funny moments, and I think the funniest visual to me is towards the end of the movie after, like, Oreski throws the the thermite grenade, it explodes on top of the car, and Lino's like, I gotta get this car to, like, this the police precinct, and there's a great visual of, like, a character on the phone, and they're like, we need help, where's the... And just behind him, you just see this flaming car... <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. I liked right when Areski threw the grenade. Mm-hmm. Lino didn't notice at first, and yeah. he was like pummeling, <laughs> pummeling him, and then it, it like explodes, yeah. and he like looks up, and he's like looking at the car, and he's just like slowly <laughs> punching him, like, and you could tell he's like, ah, oh, fuck, but yeah. he's like still punching him. You see the gears turning. Yeah, in his yeah. Head. yeah. And and then he like looks down at Areski and like. Keeps punching him a few yeah. more times and then drops him and he's like, "Okay, I gotta go." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It reminded me <laughs> of, um, like, when he's driving the burning car. There's that like uh, TikTok like meme that like I woke up in a new Bugatti. Oh yeah, like I just the thought of it. I woke, woke up, up in, in a, a new Bugatti. Bugatti. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As he's flying. Yeah. Oh my god, and that last like. I mean, we're kind of jumping all over the place, but, oh, like, yeah. I think the best... What I love about, like, the finale is, like, there's a really good build-up, and then once you see, like... Like, once it kicks off, it just, like, goes. It, yeah. Like, there's a... Because there's... So, if you haven't seen it, and at this point, if you haven't seen it, just go watch it. Just, it's yeah, so good. Stop this. Uh-huh. Well, we're not going anywhere. No. Stop this. Go watch it. Come back. And it's only, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. It's like oh, literally it's, an hour and a half. It is tight. It is very tight. Because it's a, it's not, I mean, it didn't have a big budget. I I tried to, it's all in like euros or something, so I couldn't <laughs> quite determine like how much it actually cost, but. We can do the conversion. We could. Let me look it up. 
You stall while I look yeah, at the Yeah, well, you... Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna do... You just tell me euros. Okay. And then uh, euros to dollars. I just googled go fast budget. Go fast. <laughs> euros... Lost euros bullets. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Uh, lost bullet. Movie was shot in 38 days. 38 days? Yep. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, good on them for keeping that shit tight. Yeah. 38 days, wow. That is very, very tight. Um, I do have to say, a lot of the, especially in the um, the beginning, uh, the French, like, scenery yeah. is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so good. And, like, even, like, the like <coughs> the inner city and, like, some of the architecture, uh, really cool. I know we shit on the French a lot, uh, <laughs> which, I mean, it's fair. Um, but I, I gotta hand it to them. They're... Their countryside and their architecture is oh, yeah. gorgeous. The French, I, let me say, I'll say this for the. I can't find the budget. Nah, I don't know whatever. where I saw it. It's fine. Yeah, it's low. It's yeah. not like a. It's it's not a fifty million dollar movie. It's yeah. probably like a ten million dollar movie. <coughs> but regardless, I'll say this for the French. Right. Yeah. They know how to make a good movie. Like, yeah. Not every. I don't love like. There's this very. I don't know how to put it into words. There's this very specific kind of French action movie mm-hmm. that always has to do with, like, a cop and, like, terrorism and, like, stuff like that. And I don't always love them. Yeah. But they always are entertaining and they're sleek and they're, like, real pithy. Like, they're yeah. just, like, they don't waste an ounce of time. Yeah. And if there's one thing you can say for the French... It's like they know how to like, they know how to like craft something. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, they're a bunch of artists. When right. you look at a lot of like art movements and like really popular like pieces of art and media and stuff, it, it like the French are always either heading it or a huge part. Of oh it. yeah, the French know how to do two things. Yeah. Make a pastry oh. and lose a world war. So true, <laughs> and a revolution. Yeah. Um, now. They are very good, too, at beheading monarchs. Oh, yeah. So, shout out to the French for the guillotine. Thank you for that. We love you, French. Um, and when I was in France, and I had some of their fucking pastries, mm-hmm. I, like, I was like, this is it. Like, what is everybody else doing? Yeah. Nobody else knows how to make anything. No. Right? It's all garbage. This is it. You know what the French got right? <coughs> hmm. Butter. Huh. The French understand, and look, I'm a. This is this has nothing to do with the movie. Or no, anything, no, no, really. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Butter gets the worst rep of like anything in the whole world. Like, I get it. You shouldn't eat a stick of butter, right? <laughs> no, like, no. That's not good for you. No. But a little bit of butter, butter? is okay. Ooh, boy. And the French understand. That butter makes everything taste better. <laughs> it does. It does. Like objectively, butter just, is so good. It's so good. Like if you've had like a croissant, like a real oh, croissant, croissant, right, with like the layers of like butter <sighs> and pastry, and like, yeah. and it's flaky. It's flaky. It just makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like you can die happy. Yeah. Like it never will get better than no. that. Um, I know I've told this story to you before, but I want to mm. just tell everybody else. Just tell them. Um, when I was younger, when I was like, I don't know, like two or three, yeah. I was in Texas with um, 
Fran- the France of the West. <laughs> yeah. I was in Texas uh, with the family of my mom's college roommate. Okay. Um, and we were at this restaurant, mm-hmm. and, you know, they did, you know, the, the bread and butter basket, you yeah. know, before the meal or whatever. And their butter, you already know where this yeah. is going, the butter was uh-huh. in these, like, little balls. <laughs> And I thought they were the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. And I ate the entire basket. <laughs> <laughs> and my my mom's roommate's dad thought it was the funniest thing. And he waved our waiter down and said, hey, can we get another basket of butter over here? Because he wanted to see me eat more. Yeah. And my mom had to go, no, you do not feed my son any more <laughs> butter. Um, See, so yeah, I love butter. You're a butter girl. I, I really am. I love butter so much. I I don't think there's anyone on earth that loves butter as much as you do. I, yeah, I don't think I've so. I've seen you eat a waffle. It's a little scary. It, you're, yeah. For anyone who does, I mean, unless you're like somebody who's, who's eaten breakfast with us, so you're like one of yeah. four people. Yeah. When Grayson eats, like, a waffle or a pancake, it's, like, <laughs> pancake an inch of butter. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, an ungodly amount. Yeah. Another pancake, more butter, and then, like, a river of syrup. Yeah. And it's just, like, you look at it and you feel your arteries, like, screaming. Se- seize yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, seize up. Yeah. It's, it's... It's intimidating. Yeah. In uh, unrelated news, my doctor did tell me I have high cholesterol, so <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with Where it. Where that but came from. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. He told me to stop eating so much butter, and I'm like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> some butter? <laughs> yeah. I got some with me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I won't Sh- put, I won't, go ahead. Shout out to the French. Shout out to the French. I'm going to put you on to something real quick. All right? Go for it. And everybody else listening. Yeah. If you're making a baked good, yes. right? We're talking cookies, brownies, anything sweet and culinary. Yeah. Before you put butter in your whatever it is, brown it. Like, put it in oh, a pan. Yeah. Swirl it around brown. until, like, you see the milk fat kind of come yeah. out and brown up. I promise you, you 100%. will thank me. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, it's another level. Yeah. It just makes it so, like, rich. It's, yeah. And just, like. I want to know the science know. behind that. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, it has to do with like how it, like how the heat breaks down the the, yeah. the fats and it, proteins. It adds like a toasty kind of quality mm, to it. Oh, like oh. I don't know. Yeah, it just, just do yourself a favor. Brown <coughs> butter. That's my advice for the day. Done. Um, done and done. Also, French butter is good. Is a good thing if you can find it. Like yeah. I think you can sometimes get it at like Walmart and stuff like yeah. that. But anyway, we yeah. talked about butter for ten minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and I could keep going. I love. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. There's no butter in this movie. No, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, not. There so is. So it's a one for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. What? Oh, also the French do coffee really well. They do. Yes. I think yeah, but I oh yeah you, yeah yeah. The, when, when I had because when I was there, we we also had some some coffee. We found like a nice little mm-hmm. place. Coffee. Yeah, and and yeah, their coffee, mm-hmm. um, specifically their espresso, oh, off the chain. You get that little mm-hmm. croissant. Oh yeah. Oh, that's your day. That's you, it. You know something I've wanted to try for a while because like I watch a lot of like 
on YouTube, there's, like, dudes who, like, go to, like, I don't know, like, other countries, and they try, like, street food and stuff. Yeah. I want to, like, I have for a while now been like, I need to try this, like, it's like Vietnamese iced coffee. Ooh, have you seen that? And they make so. it with, like, condensed milk. It just yeah. Looks, it just looks like, oh, looks beautiful. It, yeah. Look it up. Okay. You'll yeah. want to try it after you <coughs> after you see. Um, anyway, what does this have to do with anything? It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. That, so I think we were talking about kind of like the final. Are you taking a picture of the dog? I am. Yeah. He's very cute. He's airing one of his ears out. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> he kind of looks like a slab of butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Don't make that face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat your dog. Fix your ear, bub. There you go. He did not like that. No, he's um, upset. Okay, yeah. So the finale. Yes. Yeah, the way it escalates is great. Like, mm-hmm. because you get like that phone call between them. Where Lino's like, yes. I've got, like, the bullet, and I'm going to bring it. I'm going to deliver yeah. it right to you, right? Yep, front door delivery. Which is great, Yeah, first of all. And then I love, like, the little montage of, like... Oh, him fixing it up. Him and fixing yeah. it up, and they kind of, like... The first time I watched it, I kind of assumed what was on the, like, front of his car. But they do a good job, when I was watching it this time, like, they kind of hide... Like, with the editing, like, oh, what's he doing? Like, yeah. what's he, whatever. And there's the moment where they've set up, like, the barricade. Yeah. And everybody's watching, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And they look, and he's got, like, <laughs> like a fork, like, yeah. on the front of the car. And it's that, like, reinforced, like, grill. Yeah. And there's a moment where, like, he's being pursued by, a, you know, a, a cop car. And then he, like, drops behind them, and they're like, shit, like, what's he doing? What I can't see him. And then he, like, rams into them, and you get, like, the the shot under the car where yep. you see the barbs go in, and then he breaks and, like, rips Oops. the chassis out. Yep. Oh, my. Like, the yep. first time I watched it, I literally went, what? <laughs> yep. No, I was I was also freaking out. Because, yeah, they he just, like, rips the back tires off, mm-hmm. and then he re-engages, yeah. and then just... Pushes just the car, pushes them. Yeah. right? And and Areski like radios them. It's like, what's going on? What the hell's yeah. going on? And they're freaking out. <laughs> they're like, he's pushing us. We don't know what the hell's going on. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Yes. And Areski's like, you gotta slow down. I can't yeah. understand what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, he comes around the corner, pushing this cop car, and all these cops lined up at this barricade. Are like, oh, what? <laughs> and Aresti's just like, yeah, fuck it, just shoot those guys. And yeah, this <coughs> is the other car, like a battering, battering ram. ram. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. It's, it is baller as fuck. It's and, so good. And like watching it, knowing that they did that, like, <laughs> it's not because it, there is no like visual effects. Like, it's, right. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some tweaking and stuff, but like, you know, like, like I was watching Fast 9 yesterday, right? Yeah. Again. <laughs> because Naturally. my wife wanted to watch it. And it's good, but there's moments where it's, like, it's clearly CGI cars and it, like, yeah. doesn't look as good. And you're just like, man, like, what it made me appreciate about this movie is, like, when you see him pushing that car and he's, like, ripping out the chassis and there's cars rolling, rolling. And, and crashing, you're like... They did that. Yeah. 
They put stuntmen in danger and just fucking rammed they, some cars in the French countryside. Yeah. And it looks incredible. It looks so good. I was like, because as, as he's driving the flaming car through the streets of France. Yeah. I was sitting there going, because it was after he flipped Oreski's car. Yeah. Um, and, like, Julia <coughs> is, like, off to the side or whatever. Yeah. I was sitting there going, man... How many cars did they fucking destroy? <laughs> and the fact that you said that they did this in 38 days? Yeah. I was like, did they just get every shot in, like, one? You, you must, Yeah, they must have. Because, like, that's incredible. It's real, yeah. And, like, okay, so what, one of the things I mentioned earlier was, like, I read some reviews that kind of confused me. Like, a lot of people, I think, don't make it to the end with this movie. Oh, really? And they kind of tune out at the start. Like, I, and I can understand that, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going into it and you think, like, oh, this is just like any other of these kinds of movies. Like, yeah. It's just like a French crime drama kind of thing. Like, yeah. I think you could, because I think one of the criticisms you can make is, like, the movie doesn't start that strong. Like, right. it's kind of slow going. There's the one car chase at the start, and then it's, like, a lot of, like, running around. Yeah. And it's, like, I could understand why you wouldn't love that. But I think the last, like, 20 minutes is, like, <laughs> worth the price of admission. Because it's just, yeah. like... It's, like, everything you want, like, the Fast and Furious to be. Like, it's, yes. like... It's just dudes just doing insane shit in cars. <laughs> and it's, like... Cars are on fire. Yeah. Cars are, like, flipping over other cars. Yeah. They're crashing minivans. Yeah. Like... Well, and, like, the thing about, like, Fast and Furious is that, like, they have these, like, multi-million dollar cars that right. they've souped up, and it looks, mm -hmm. like, sleek. Yeah. The car that he fixed up. Yeah. That shit's just welded on there. <laughs> like, it's all just reinforced steel. Yeah. And it's kind of a... Because, like, he didn't have a lot of time. So it's yeah. kind of a sloppy job. Yeah. But it still, like, gets the job done, obviously, because yeah. that shit works. Right. And, like, the cars <clears throat> they're crashing are not, like, souped up, like... No. GTs or... It's like right. a... It's it's just like a fucking beater, like, yeah. little honky-tonk <laughs> French car. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that he shoved fucking giant-ass harpoon... Tongs yeah. on the end of, and is slamming into police cars, and it's so good. And like, yeah. I understand some people probably watched it and they were like, "eh," like, yeah, you know, whatever. But I think like, you ha like if you're j if you're like a fan of any kind of like action, and you appreciate like this kind of thing, I don't know how you couldn't love this movie. Like, right? Yeah. Like I said, like there's, it's not. I guess if you're going into it being like this is going to be all cars crashing and whatever, you're you might be disappointed. But like that last car chase is like it's like better than anything I've seen in like other movies for like ever. Like it's yeah. just so good. Like, it is. I think I think what comes close might be Baby Driver. Yeah. Um, because the car chases in that are phenomenal. They are phenomenal. If not just for the fact that like Baby is just so good about like like using a manual car to yeah. like drift and like and just maneuver like it, it seems just flawless and almost like a dance yeah. when he's doing it yeah that's um, true and so and the and this to like all the cars cuz like i guess whatever Europeans are just 
horny for manual cars or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it's same deal in this. Like, yeah. The driving is just so elegant. It is. Even though they're like crashing shit, mm-hmm. it's so good. It is. And what I like to. So, a character we didn't mention that much, her name is Julia. Yes. Um, and she she doesn't get as much play in this one. She kind of stands off to the side for a lot of it. She's really big in the second one. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the second one another week because it's like... I think it's even better than this one, mm-hmm. like in terms of just insanity. Um, but what, what I like about that final scene is like Julia kind of gets her like moment. Yes. And there's a great scene where... Like Lino has like made it to like Paris mm-hmm. and he is trying to get back to the police station, but like Oreski is like bumping into him and like threatening to crash him. And there's a moment where Julia comes like screeching around the corner. Yeah. And they kind of are on either side of Lino. Yep. And then he breaks and then those two crash into each other. I thought that was so is smart. So good. Yep. It's like it's like the level of like when you're watching like a really good like kung fu movie and yep. there's that like dance kind of quality to it. It felt like that where it yep. was just like that moment was so like well executed. Yeah. There's yeah. What was so Lino's good. and Julia's relationship? Because I didn't quite understand that. It's kind that. of confusing and the second one doesn't make it any less confusing. Excellent. Because I think it's implied that they're, like, friends who maybe slept together or something okay. like that. That's kind of what I was getting, but... And then, because in the second one, he ends up with somebody else, yeah. and then he, like... I won't spoil the rest of the movie, but... Um, so they're not even really romantically... Like, involved. Uh, involved in the next one, which I kind of like. Cause, yeah, like, I, I don't that's need, fine. They yeah. don't always need to be, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like in this one that she is like fed up with him. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that she's just tired of his ass, yeah. and he's like, "But please listen to me, please. Mm-hmm. I have information." And she's like, "You are an idiot. Yeah, shut the fuck up." I do like that he's a little bit dumb. Yes, I love any yep. kind of protagonist that is like super skilled, like super like physically fit and kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, just a little stupid. Yeah, it, it adds just like a, a little je ne sais quoi. Yeah. You and know? I, I just... I appreciate these kinds of movies too because I like action movies that allow their protagonists to like make mistakes. Yeah. Like one of the... Pro- like people have said this... This discussion's been had a lot recently where like a lot of people are kind of sick of like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. Yeah. Because in his movies, he's never like flawed. Yeah. He's like he's always the best fighter. He's perfect. He's like whatever. And what I like about this movie is that like you see over and over again, Lino makes mistakes. Yeah. Like there's a scene where he's like trying to sneak back into the junkyard, and he like goes to like get a gun, but he like makes too much noise and he gets caught. Yeah. And there's a moment where like. He runs into a gas station with a gun. Yeah. And he's like, give me a phone. And there's a bunch of cops behind him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's, it, it goes back to that, him being a little stupid. Yeah. Like, he wasn't paying attention at all. And he gets the piss beat out of him a oh, bunch yeah. of times. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, going back to, and on the same subject and going back to something we had kind of talked about, we see over and over again that Lino, like, he keeps losing. Yes. Like, he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, and hopefully I succeed. Mm-hmm. And he, like, starts doing it, and then he gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah. <clears throat> and it seems hopeless. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just, like, you, you're always thinking, like, man, there's no way he gets out of any of this right. and succeeds. Like, they're going to find the car, mm-hmm. 
they're going to burn it, they're going to destroy it, and he's not going to have the evidence. He's going to go back to jail with right. all of this knowledge of like what actually happened, but nobody's ever going to believe him. Yeah. And it's only until Quentin gets shot and dies yeah. that he finally like has a win. Yeah. Like up until that point, he is going downhill. Right. Right. It is just all bad things all at once. Yeah. Right. Even like when Quentin dies, he's like, well, fuck, he knew where the car is, mm-hmm. but now he's dead, so I don't know where it is. Right. And then he notices that Quentin is holding on to that yeah. fucking cable. And he's like, thank God. <laughs> right. And and as as I was watching it, I also felt relief. I was like, yeah. Oh, he might actually make it. Yeah. He might actually fucking make this. Well, when I when I watched it the first time, I thought that that scene was going to end with, like, he was like, well, I don't have any evidence. Like, I'm not yeah. going to, like, and the moment where you're like, oh, there's the car, like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so, you feel relief. You're like, yeah. oh, thank God. Yeah. And then it's immediately like, oh, shit. Like, he still has to get it back. back. Like, yeah. You know. Yep. And there's so many obstacles in his way. Yeah. But that's, like, how you make a good conflict. Yes. Yep. Person A wants to get a thing to point B, and you need to put C, D, and E in his way. Like, that's how you make an interesting narrative. Yes. Yeah. That's just, that's, you know, when you learn how storytelling works in, like, high school. Right. Right? You learn, you know, exposition, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Introduce all your characters. Rising action. That's where all of your conflict happens. Yeah. Right? You're putting shit in the way of... You know, even in, like, college, in, you know, learning about <coughs> acting and, and how scripts are done and how a story's written. You know, you, you introduce all of these problems and you ask the question, what does the character face so that we get to the climax? Right. The, the big event that sort of determines the outcome of the rest of the thing. Yeah. Then you have your falling action, which is, you know, dealing with the aftermath of the climax and all this shit, and then you have your resolution, right? Right. You wrap everything up in a nice little bow. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, this movie did a really good job of following that structure. Yeah. And I like, too, that, like, <laughs> even... even when he gets back to the precinct, uh-huh. he crashes it <laughs> into the wall. Yeah. <coughs> and you think, that's it? Uh-huh. He died. Yeah. Right? Nah. He's still alive. Barely. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> barely. Because uh, he got thrown through a fucking windshield. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but he made it. He made it, and it's yep. still in kind of one piece. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I just love how often he just gets the shit beat out of him. It's yeah. kind of funny. Like, yeah. there's a scene where he's like broken out of jail, or he he broke out of the like police headquarters, and he like goes to find Julia, and she just beats the piss out of him. Yeah, and it's it's like a great scene that kind of resolves itself by like he because like. I feel like he's always, like, thinking his way out of a situation rather than, like, beating his way out of it. Because he's yeah. little. Like, he's not a big yeah, guy. No, like, no, 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 He's very fit. But yeah. he's, like, he's, like, five foot six. Like, he's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he's not the most physically imposing guy. Like, he's an animal and he's just screaming and throwing things and <sighs> yeah. whatever. But she's, like, taller than him and, like, stronger than him. And she, like, chokes him out and he's, yeah. like... 
you know, then he, like, handcuffs her to the thing. Yeah. But what I love about that scene is, like, he's never, like, on top. <laughs> no, God, no. Like, there's one moment where he, like, picks her up. Yeah. But she's still, like, choking him out that whole time. And the scene kind of ends with him, like, on the ground, like... <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Like, he passed out briefly and then came to him. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. Um, yeah. And the only reason that she didn't just kill him right then and there is that he handcuffed her to a thing. Hey, right. can you hush? What are you barking at? Anyway. <laughs> um, big yawns. Um, which I thought... I thought that whole thing was very funny. Yeah. Because, like, she tries to, like, go after him again after he comes to, and then she's like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> which, which goes back to him thinking, because yeah. he's like... I'm clearly not going to win here. Right. So I'm just going to handcuff her ass. Yeah. Um, and, and then run. Yeah. Uh, which, that was that was very smart. Yes. Um, I also love, and we haven't talked about her much, Moss. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I She just was tired. Oh, yeah. She's just fed up. She, yeah, she was like, I don't get paid enough for this bullshit. No. Um, and, and I liked how she just... She seemed like she didn't know who to believe. Yeah. Um, and she was always just like, she was like, I'm just going to do my job and follow whatever leads I got, mm-hmm. right? Fuck Areski, fuck Julia, fuck all of this shit. I'm just going to do my job. Yeah. And figure this shit out. Yeah. Um, I think she did a really good job. I, I haven't. Did. I haven't said this yet. The acting in this movie was phenomenal. It's really good. It was yeah. so good. Um, everybody was super believable, mm-hmm. and like when Quentin died, I was like bummed. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, that dude was a really good actor. He was sauce. He sold it. He yeah. really did. And he was only ni- like, well, the character was only nineteen. Yeah, right, which made it just awful. Yeah, and heartbreaking. Um, they're all really good. They're and so good. like Lino, I like because he's kind of that classic action thing where he doesn't say that much. Yeah, but I think that guy Albin Lenoir, I think he's very expressive. Yes. Even though he has, like, kind of a little face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I yeah. think he does a lot of work, like, yeah. with his expressions. Yes. Um, one thing I, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier in the episode, but it's a thing I think I want to start, like, adding into the start of every episode. Have you ever heard of the Bechtel test? Bechtel. Yes, Bechtel? I have. Bechtel yes, test? Okay. yes, I have. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard of it, so... There's this thing called the Bechtel test, and there's a very interesting history to this whole thing that I suggest you go look up. But basically, it's this idea of, like, the lowest possible bar that you can set for a movie in terms of, like, gender equality. Yes. And the test has three, three questions, basically. And it has to pass all three in order to pass the test. A, is there more than one named woman... Yes. Or, yeah, so is there at least two named female characters in the film? Yes. Do they talk to each other? And do they talk to each other about something other than a man? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that sounds like it's like, oh, like, surely, like, every movie passes that. An astounding number of films do not. Do not. Oh, yeah, no. And this movie does not pass it. Shockingly, yeah. I really thought it did. Like I yeah. went into this movie thinking, like, this would be a great example because yeah. obviously it passes. It yeah. doesn't pass. No, because every time Moss and Julia talk to each other, 
they're talking about Lino. Yes. So it's like doesn't count. Right. Unfortunately. Yes. But I do want to start adding that in because yeah. I think it's a good like a lot of people have criticized it over the years as being like like for example like with this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes, it technically doesn't pass the test. That being said, I do think this movie is a good like representation of like gender relationships, right? Because yes. like Julia is like never defined by the fact that she's a woman. Right. Right? Like she is kind of seen as an equal to everybody else, even though she's, like, not as good of a driver or whatever. Yeah. There's never a discussion of, like, well, you shouldn't be here because you're a woman or right. whatever. You yeah. know, like... And Moss is a woman in a position of power. Oh. Yep. But it's never discussed as to, like, her being a woman is the reason that she's in a position of power yeah, or anything right. like that. And her, right, and her credibility is never questioned. Right. Even though this doesn't pass the Bechtel test, like, it's still is a good, like, yeah. could be seen as, like, a good indicator of, like, <clears throat> gender equality, right? Right. Well, and, and going back to Julia, you know, it, you know, she could just be, like, new to this. Right. And so she's still trying to learn. Yeah. And I think that's why she was so broken up about Charas mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. Um, is because, you know, he probably taught her everything she knows. Yeah. And now she feels kind of lost. Yeah. Because she's like, well, my mentor just died. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, I think that's it's very good. Yeah, and so anyway, that's just something I want to start adding into the episode because I think yeah. even if you can criticize it for a lot of things, I think what's nice about the Bechtel test is that it's like, like I said, it's like the lowest possible bar <laughs> yeah. for a movie. So I think it's an interesting place to like jumpstart a conversation. Yeah. Um, and if and if that interests anybody at all, there's a podcast called. Stuff You Should Know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just this last week, they did a whole episode on it. So, nice. Um, if anybody is interested in learning more about that, I would go listen to that. Um, anyway, yeah. Doesn't pass it, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, I think it's still a good movie regardless. Yes. Um, one other thing I was going to say. So, Shahas is kind of the... He's like the character that like kicks it all off. Mm-hmm. And he's really not in the movie that much. Like He's in it probably the first 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah-ish, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I think is interesting is that he does such a good job, like, in his portrayal that you feel his loss through the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, you believe that everybody would like him. Yes. Because the actor does a good job of, like, being likable. Like, yes. I guess. Yeah. In, and, it, like, you don't have to just rely on everyone being like, he was such a good guy. Like, they right, show you yeah. enough of him to be like, I see why people would like him and yeah. follow him and, like, you know. Yeah want to avenge him essentially yeah. right yeah um so i i think that that i i i, I, I said his name earlier but yeah i thought he did a great job he did phenomenal uh he's very likable he is he's, he's nice like a, everybody's cool uncle yeah know? or like a yeah. cool teacher yeah he's like a silver fox yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. a french silver fox yeah a french a, a silver fox <laughs> <laughs> nice um yeah, he's really cool. I really liked him. It was a bummer when he died. Yeah. I was, and that took me surprised. Because mm-hmm. I thought... I honestly thought Areski was going to shoot Quentin. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then the bullet just goes right through Charas. Yep. Uh, and I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. That's a lot of blood too. Oh, it just yeah. just explodes. <laughs> yeah, it was... A, and, and like, that's a low caliber gun too. Yeah. So like... Ugh. So you are a... a I was gonna say gun enthusiast. I don't want to put it that way. No. You are a you're a gun. 
you notice guns in movies. Yes. We, we've talked about it many times. Yeah. What did you think of the guns in this movie? They were very cool. The, they were interesting. The the rifles, because, like, okay. Mm-hmm. In in a lot of American movies, right, we get, like, your standard Glock, your 9mm, yeah. whatever. And then your bigger stuff, you know, you get your um, ARs, your AR-15s, your... Um, a lot of times you'll get like MP5s. Yeah. Um, in this one, it's since it's a European film, you get a lot of European weapons. Yeah. Which are kind of funky looking. Yeah. Um, they were cool. Okay. I really liked them. The the I forget what the name of the pistol that they use is. Mm-hmm. Um, very popular European yeah. weapon. I think it's also a nine millimeter. Um, but then the the one rifle uh, that um, Lino was trying to like find bullets for oh, yeah. in the in that car right when he, yeah. like, right before he got caught I believe that was an AK47 okay um, and you see a lot of AK47s in Europe yeah. just because Russia's right there yeah um, <laughs> uh, and then I really like the shotguns. Yeah. Um, I use a standard double barrel, and then you have your classic pump action. Okay. Um, what do you think? Because something I always notice, right? And this is just as somebody who has like done some editing before, yeah. like sound editing. Yeah. I'm always like interested in hearing how like weapons sound. And to Ooh, me, yeah. what I liked about this movie, like even though the the guns probably don't sound realistic. I like that they have kind of a hollowness to them. Yes. Like, they sound like a weapon being fired, as opposed to, like, a big, like, boom! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's like a ping, ping! You know, like... yes. Like a quick kind of, like... Yes. Like, I've not been around guns that much in my life. And they definitely, like, the guns in this movie aren't as loud as they would be in real life. No. I I like that they don't have, like, a big explosion. Explosion, yeah. It's like a... A hollow thud. Almost. Yes. Like. Yeah, and and I I was noticing that too, and yeah, I think the editing on that was really well done. Yeah. Um, because they they sounded realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shot a few guns before, and yeah, that was that was good. Um, especially the the pistols. I think they did a really good job with those. Yeah. Because um, it it was impactful. Yeah. Um, which, you know, a lot of the times in like American movies, the guns are there just to be flashy, right? And they're just loud and going off all the time. Mm -hmm. In this, it was very deliberate. Because like we were saying, they don't use guns like too often. No. Um, it's a lot of hand-to-hand combat and like Mm -hmm. bludgeoning people to death with shit. Um, like even when Marcos had a shotgun, he still bludgeoned the guy with the butt of the gun. Yeah. Right? Instead of shooting him. Right. Um, well, and I think something that's, like, harder for us to understand in the U.S., right? Like, we can have this discussion all the fucking time. Yeah. But like, there's way too many guns oh, in there's, the U.S., yeah, right? Oh, there's so many. So many, right? And so it's a lot... I don't even want to say it's harder, but we deliberately choose to make it harder to track, like, bullets. Y- yes. And, and ballistics and, like, all yeah. this stuff, right? Like... The U.S. is kind of just like, we're in the pocket of the NRA and just, you know, uh, yeah. whatever. That being said, what's interesting to watch about, like, this movie and a lot of, like, European action films from our perspective is 
they do a lot of like avoiding shooting a gun because it's much easier to track weapons, weapons in yes. Europe because yeah. there aren't as many. Maybe. So it's like if you fire a gun in England, like you got to find the casing and the bullet and all yeah. that because they can trace it, right? Mm-hmm. Like every gun is, I don't know if this is for positive, but I know a lot of bullets are stamped and a lot of, yeah. you know, like if you fire a gun and you're a cop in Europe, like, and it's this way in parts of the U.S. too, like, they know every bullet that's in your gun, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of this movie is that, like, they know that's the bullet from Oreski's gun. Yeah. Yes. Like, because he has specific bullets that go into his specific gun. Yep. That, and so if he gets that, you know, bullet, bullet to the precinct, they'll know it's him. Yeah, and then he's busted. And I think that's just a more interesting narrative. Oh, like, it it's just, like... And I, I love any kind of movie that has, like, a... This is not related to the gun thing, but I... I like any movie that has like a very simple premise mm-hmm. that is executed really well. Yes. Like like a good example is like Mad Max Fury Road, right? Oh yeah. The whole point of Mad Max is like they're just trying to get these three or these four women away, right? Yes. And they're being chased. chased. And then yep. at the end they turn around um, and go back. back. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because the premise is so simple you can execute it much easier mm-hmm. and you can do more to like make it more impactful, I guess. Yeah. And so what I like about this movie is that you can explain it in a sentence. Yes. A guy is being framed and has to get a piece of evidence back to the police. Like yep, that's, that's it. the whole thing, but they do enough to like make it interesting yep. that you don't need this like super complicated, like whatever, like he has to get a thing and do a thing. It's like, yeah, it's, he has to go get one thing and bring it back. <laughs> yeah, it's it is the most simple task, and yet it was so hard. Yeah, I know. Oh, but that's what's great about it. Yeah. Um, one thing I was gonna say. So, going back to the gun thing, would you like a fun fact? Of course. Because you always. mentioned the AK forty-seven. Yes. Um, this is a fact I think a lot of people already know, but if you don't know, maybe it's interesting. So, when you look at like an American rifle, mm-hmm. right? Um, something like an AR. Yeah. And you look at like the the switch for for taking it from an automatic to a semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, usually in the U.S., like for a, an army um, issued gun, it goes safety, semi-auto, auto, auto yeah. right? And the reason for that is the U.S. is a specialty military right yeah. like it's like you enlist in the in the military you get trained you go do all this stuff right mm-hmm. and the russian equivalent to that is the this is the ak right mm-hmm. the kalashnikov whatever but on a russian rifle it's safety auto semi-auto ah. and the idea is that because it's a conscription army your your fighting force isn't going to be as well trained and oh. with a not as well trained army, when you're freaking out, you're gonna just jam mm. the thing into you know. Yeah. If if you're if auto is at the end, you're gonna jam it into auto, and you're gonna waste a lot of ammunition. Right. But if you put semi-auto at the end, your untrained infantryman is gonna jam it into semi-auto, and they're gonna be firing semi-auto, and you're yeah. gonna save money on ammunition. Huh. And so that's why those two are reversed. Interesting. Yeah, I thought I always thought that was an interesting fact. That is very interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. 
There also, you. Kalashnikovs are super cheap. <laughs> oh yeah, they're yeah, they're they're very cheap to make and uh, jam real easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're. I think they use. Um, forget what caliber they use. I think it's like five five eights or some shit. Yeah, um, it's like a standard. You could put like any bullet into a fucking right. AK and it'll mm-hmm. do whatever. Um, I think also that fact has to do something like with the investment made into like, like the U S invests a lot in individual soldiers. Right. Yeah. Like, whereas like a, a conscription army, like in, in the USSR, it was like, you invested more in like ammunition and weapons. Yeah. And so it was like, <laughs> look whatever. how that's working out for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Sacre Bleu. Uh, yeah. I think we're at the end. Yeah. Um, anything, yeah. Anything else? I really like little memorial. Oh yeah, they had there mm-hmm. at the end. That was nice. Um, it was very nice. Um, I like how they they kind of cleaned up that car. It was yes. a nice car. It was nice. I really liked that car. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was funny too because when Shadas and Lino were like driving or mm-hmm. whatever uh, through the countryside, <coughs> I don't know if the car was small or they were huge, <laughs> but like their heads were like touching the ceiling, oh, yeah. and it, you could kind of tell they were kind of having to like duck a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that their head didn't bump into that ceiling, uh, which I, European cars are just hilariously small. They are so small. Um, like, and when you put, like, even my car, yeah. right, it's a Chevy Malibu, mm-hmm. but when you get in that thing, you're like, this is an apartment. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. huge. I, yeah. I have a Hyundai, yeah. right, which I think is a Japanese company, but regardless, like, it's a car <laughs> made for the American, like, my car is like tiny. Yeah. And it is still like Massive. so roomy. <laughs> yeah. It's huge on the inside. But have you ever been in like a Mini Cooper? Yeah. There's like no room. There's nothing. My, nothing. Well, that's partially true. My sister has a Mini Cooper. Yeah. That thing is kind of big. Well, a, a European Mini Cooper. Yes. A European, yeah. yeah. European ones are small as shit. Yeah. Like when I was in Europe, like even their taxis, whoopsie. <laughs> even their taxis are small. Yeah. Right, because like we got in there, mm-hmm. and like it was like me, and my parents, right, me, and my parents, and my sister, we were all sitting there, and it was like these four giant United States tourists in yeah. the back of this really tiny, mm-hmm. you know, car. Yeah, uh, <coughs> it was a little cramped. Not yeah. gonna lie, yeah. um, I just anyway, I just thought that was hilarious as visual of like these two kind of like either really big people or just yeah. this really small car. I think it was just a small car. I think it was just yeah. a small car. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a nice car. I really liked that. It car. was nice. Nice cherry red. Yes. I, it was a great color. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else. I think I said yeah. everything I want to say. Yeah. I got nothing. Um, Yeah. This is, I think this is the first time in a while we've talked about, like, a movie that I think is truly, like, underrated. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, just go watch it. I think yeah. it's great. It, I yeah. genuinely think it's great. It's, it's a solid movie. It's a good watch. You'll yeah. have fun. And it's easy. It's yeah, an hour oh, yeah. and a half. Yeah. Bust it out in the morning. Like, yeah. You know, before you go to work or whatever. Yeah. It's easy. Easy stuff. Um, So what would you rate it out of 10? 8.8. Hell yeah. 8.8 out of 10. I was going to go like 8.5. 5? I think. Yeah. It's really good. It like, is. I don't have specific criticisms besides the fact that I think <coughs> it takes a little while to get going. Yes. But besides that, it's it's, it's tight. It's fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
emotional, well acted. Yeah. It's just like it's like it's like a little European car, you know. It is compact, like, well reliable, made, reliable. Yeah. It and and like the I think we even talked about this. The dialogue, like the writing, yeah, is very good. It is very good. Like aside from the go fast thing, which yeah. I think we're just chalking up to a weird translation, a translation thing. thing. Yeah, I don't um, know. it's great. It is great. I th- yeah, there's no like I didn't find any of it particularly awkward or anything. No, it seemed very natural. I think. I mean, maybe if I if I understood French, maybe it would be. But <laughs> right, yeah. The, tra- the like the subtitles Those, were all like well written. Yeah, so they I were know. legit. Um, yeah, that's but that's all I got. I, yep. At some point, I need to make like a spreadsheet that has yeah. all of our like ratings, ratings on it yeah. to see where we rate things. Yeah, because I, this might be one of our higher rated ones. I think so. Because our highest is still triple. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Look, that movie's just good. It just slaps. It's so good. Well, and this is also our second foreign film. Third. Third? Fourth. Fourth? Fifth. What? Yeah. Because we watched Oh, Hitman, the final fight. Yeah, oh, that's right. We watched Hitman, the finale. We yep. watched Clan of the White Lotus. Yeah. I forget about one, those ones. And Triple R. So five. Yeah, we've five. Had five foreign yeah. films. That's my bad. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Um, what do you want to watch next time? This is one of the rare instances I don't actually have anything like uh, yeah, like set. Um, because like the next big movie that's coming out, I think is Indiana Jones, but we've kind of already done an Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um. Man, I don't know. You can watch the Mummy. Oh, I've never seen the Mummy. Let's watch the Mummy. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I love Brendan Fraser. Let's do it. Yeah, Hell watch yeah. the Mummy. If you've Excellent. never seen the Mummy. And then I—I I hate to say this, but after the moment, we gotta watch something bad again. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I have time to mentally prepare. Because we've we've had a couple of good, too many good ones in a row. Yeah, I think we gotta we gotta scale it back. Look, again. I, we'll keep saying this. Nothing will ever no beat no. Mexican American. No. no. <laughs> oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Like. At the end of the year, I want to do, like, a wrap-up episode. Oh, yeah, And yeah, we'll, yeah. like, rank, like, oh, this was our favorite movie we watched this year. Yeah. This is our, you know, whatever. And I'm excited to just revisit Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. And it's just such, such trash. Just reflect on it. You yeah. Know? Um, Heck. Good Lord. Wow. Ugh. All right, man. Well. Um, that's all I got. That's what I got, too. Um, thank you for listening. Yep. If you like this episode... Uh, what should they do? Like it, comment, uh-huh. say hi, say hello, um, subscribe, bonjour, <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite this or whatever. I don't know. I'm yeah. not good with technology. Um, email us. Yeah. Viva action. Gmail.com. Yep. Um, if you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, or any of those, uh, you can review the podcast right in the app. There you go. Um, you can makes hit it the five easy. stars. Yeah, yeah, makes it easy. Write a write a little nice written review. Yeah. Um, but the best thing you can do just recommend it to a friend. Yeah. Uh, if you know somebody who likes movies or or just a couple of white people talking about <laughs> something, <laughs> yeah. Um, show it to your dog. Yeah. Or your cat. Or your mom. Or your mom. Find an old person who has nothing else to do. Yeah. And, and give it to them. Yeah. Because they probably need a hobby anyway. There you go. Um, blare it out your Bluetooth speaker at the gym. Yep. Uh, Hack into your school 
uh, intercom system and that's, just play it over. That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, like like Grayson said, you can email us or you can find us on social media. We yeah. are at Viva La Action everywhere, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Tic Tac. Tic Tac and YouTube. You tag. <laughs> Um, I've been posting some shorts lately, Ooh. so I've been kind of clip, oh, yeah, clipping out some stuff yep. and, and putting it on YouTube. Um, I also saw that on TikTok too. Oh yes, yeah. I kind of, I, yeah, I'm kind of lazy. I kind of just put the same one on every network. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We got to reach a yeah. wide range of people. Go here. check out our latest one because I thought it was very funny. Uh, we're talking about Vin Diesel's twin brother. Oh yes, I did. Um, yeah, that's the one I, I saw. Some fun <laughs> visuals in there. Yeah. Um, You've got great reactions, I just got to say. Thank you. You you make for easy editing because, like, the way you respond to stuff makes for a good, like, visual gag. Yeah. So, um, I do my best. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. GG's. Uh, if you want to find Grayson, you'll find them orbiting the planet Jupiter. Yep. And you'll find me at your local animal shelter pretending to be a little kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Meow. Oh my god, okay. Sorry. No, this you're is, good, you're good. This episode's been so many rants. Yeah. I keep seeing this fucking thing, right, on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube, on like TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And I rarely see like the actual context, but it's always like somebody reacting to it. Are these like conservatives who think that like there's schools in Florida or whatever that are letting people identify as cats? Have you seen that? No. It's this like it's this new like conservative like fucking dumbass conspiracy yeah. talking point. Schools and shit like keep cat litter at like their facilities because it's good for cleaning up fluid. Yeah. Like it is. Like cat litter is good for cleaning up blood. And vomit and pee and yeah. everything else. Like, that's the point of it. Yeah. They don't have cat litter because kids are identifying as cats. Yeah. It's it's a, a tool to use to clean shit up. Oh, fuck me. Like, you know what kids like to do? What? They like to play make believe. Yeah. And they like to pretend they're cats. Yeah. Fuck. I, I used to pretend I was a fucking Jedi. <laughs> My sister. Well. I don't know if my sister was a part of it. I think my sister used to pretend she was a cat. Yeah, kids, but kids play yeah, make-believe. But yeah, like, that's, that's being a kid. <sighs> fuck me. Like, the transphobia aside. Like, yeah. You know, oh, identify as a helicopter or whatever the fuck. Yeah, fuck like, you. Congratulations, you have one joke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Get something new. Like, don't fucking every... Fuck. Don't, fuck. 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 Look. Look one step deeper. Please. When you read an article or, like, whatever the fuck you people do. Like... Yeah. Just go one step further. Google it. Be yeah. like, is this true? Because yeah. you're probably going to find a million articles that say, no, no. idiot. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing, is that these lunatics don't know how to do research. No. Like, how? first of all, how did you get into this position? <laughs> right? Because, like, to get into politics, you have to go through, like, a good amount of school. Yeah. Right? And you have to get, like, these really important, like, what are they called? Not partnership, the fucking, like, apprenticeship. Yes. Right? Where you, like, shadow all these people and, you like, a huge part of being in politics mm-hmm. and and just stuff involving the law, mm-hmm. you have to research stuff. Yes. How do you not know how to do any of that? We have 
er, all information, all mm-hmm. human knowledge at at mm-hmm. our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Just go to Google and look it up. This doesn't. This isn't about like a political thing. But when I was first getting my dog, and I was talking with a couple of my coworkers, yeah, right, they were like, "Oh, you know, are you you know are you making sure to get tampons as well because dogs have periods?" And I was like, "Well, no, because she's gonna get." N- spayed yeah and they're like but you still need them because you're still gonna have a period and i was like guys <laughs> if you take the organ out of the body yeah. that does the period thing mm-hmm. they're not gonna have the period no. and they were like no but it, they're still gonna have a period so i i did the google yeah i looked it up and i yeah. read them word for word mm-hmm. and i was like and I told them straight up. I was like, "You guys have to do your own research. Yeah, you can't just kind of guess. No, because that that's how you are wrong, and that's how misinformation There's, gets spread. Not only that, right? But I feel like there is this thing that we used to have that I don't know where it got lost. Like I think COVID just fucked everyone's brain. Uh, yeah. There's this thing. It's called context clues. Right? Yo, yeah. Let's like let's. Uh, okay, I'm gonna dox myself a little bit. I work. In a very touristy part of the city we live in, in uh, Albuquerque. And I work (coughs) at a store that is related to a show that was filmed in New Mexico, right? Okay, it's Breaking Bad. I work (laughs) at a Breaking Bad store, Store. right? Yeah. Don't come and find me, please. But every fucking day, I have to answer the same question. Was it filmed here? No shit. Shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, literally. We don't just have a random-ass store... In Albuquerque for a random ass show. Yeah. Like, pick up the context. Yeah. You're also, in New Mexico. Like, what do you think? Also, have you even seen the show? Right. Because when you watch it, mm-hmm. like, you can see I-25. Yeah. You literally you can, can see, see the, the mountains. Yeah. Like, like, it's the same fucking thing. And they say, like, the one of the first lines in the show is like, my name is Walter H. White. I live at 308 Negro Royal Lane. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Why would they set it here and not film it here? Like, right. They're not LA. Like, it's no. cheap to film here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and like, the only movie that says that it's set in Albuquerque, but it wasn't actually filmed here, High School Musical. Yes. I was just about to say that was filmed right. in Utah. Yeah. So, for some reason. Yeah. Why is it here? I don't know. That's so <coughs> anyway. It's very strange. <laughs> People yeah. are dumb. Yeah, context clues. Context clues. Critical thinking. Yes. Like, did we forget how to critically think about we did. stuff? We did. We forgot a long time it's, ago. It's not even that hard. No. To critically think about things. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's all about just asking questions. It's yeah. asking why or how, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like when you talk about like when I was first learning about newspaper and doing the news. Yeah. Right. You learn. Who, what, when, where, and why, mm-hmm. and how. Mm-hmm. Those are the the six questions yep. that you ask and try to answer. And mm-hmm. that is how you get correct, useful information out. You don't just guess. No. Anyway. I also get stupid questions at my work. Oh, yeah. I work at FedEx. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, they, they, so, and I, I can kind of forgive people for this, but they're like, because I say I'm, you know, I'm at the Albuquerque station. Right. And, you know, it might be, they might live in like Gallup or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, um, is it going to the Gallup station or whatever? And I'm like, 
there's only two stations yeah. in in Al- in New Mexico, mm-hmm. Santa Fe and Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's one in Cruces. Um, but Albuquerque delivers to Gallup. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh. Or they're, like, <laughs> or they're like, you know, oh, will it get here in a couple of days? And I'm like, no, it's going to go off for delivery tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I also get just the dumbest questions. Yeah. And I'm like, think. Use your brain. Please. You have it for, for that purpose. Like, like just... we, we evolved one of the most complex organs mm-hmm. in the animal kingdom. You're not going to use it? Right. What the fuck? Whatever. You're... Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Well, see you next time. Adios. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> Just kidding. Not yeah. you guys. No, you guys are the smartest people alive. Smart ones. That's right. Because you listen to the show. Exactly. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios. Over. Over. Over.